For the Financial Times in New York, I'm Amy Keene, and this is FT News. The U.S. economy added 242,000 jobs in February. That's significantly higher than economists' expectations. And the unemployment rate held at 4.9 percent. But in spite of these strong headlines, there's still a segment of the American public that doesn't seem to be feeling the benefits of, of this economic recovery. It's an economic anger that's playing a major role in the Democratic and Republican primaries. Sean Donnan, the FT's World Trade Editor, he joins me on Skype from our Washington bureau. And we're going to discuss this segment of the U.S. workforce that's really been left behind by the recovery. Sean, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. So let's just start with this issue of underemployment. So this is a calculation that you mentioned in a piece that you wrote for the FT yesterday. This is a calculation that we don't normally see in the headlines, and that includes workers who are not actively looking for work but would like to be working and those working part-time. Can you just talk about how these figures paint a bit of a different picture than those headline figures? Yeah. So, I mean, the, the headline story of, of, of the U.S. jobs market is that it's actually been pretty healthy over uh, over the last couple of years. Uh, it's been adding jobs at, a, at sort of 200, 220,000 jobs on average in the last three months. And that all looks pretty good. Uh, but the U.S., you know, does use this kind of fairly narrow uh, measure of, uh, of unemployment. You need to have been looking for actively for a job in the previous four weeks uh, in order to count as, uh, as unemployed in the U.S. If you uh, have been discouraged, uh, if you are really having a hard time of it, uh, uh, you, you don't always show up in those jobless numbers. And that's where you have this broader measure, what they call the U6 measure uh, of unemployment, which is meant to take in really uh, all of those people who are out there who 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 uh, are unemployed but aren't showing up in the numbers. The, uh, and these are really the most marginal uh, uh, participants or the the most uh, the people who are hit hardest in some ways in the U.S. economy, and that's quite important in 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 the in the context of today. And that U six measure has been staying much higher than the uh, that the headline number. It was it's been up around ten percent and has been there uh, for some time. That I think explains a lot of what we're seeing in the campaign now. Mm-hmm, absolutely, and then I think the second thing to that is wages. This issue of really stagnated wages for the last couple of decades. And even and in February, we saw the very slight drop of 0.1% in wage growth. I think economists predicted something like 0.2% increase. So this is this is a marginal difference. But can we infer anything from, from that slight drop last month? Look, it, it, it's 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 always hard in kind of monthly data to mm-hmm. to, to to infer too too much. We need we need to be careful. This could be a uh, you know we had a very strong uh, number in January uh, where it was a zero point five percent increase in wages, and that meant that wages over the previous year had gone by two point five percent. That has now slipped in February to two point two percent over the past year. It's still better than it was, but the problem is it. It's just not good enough uh, for, for for most Americans, and it's just not good enough in the in, in, in the context of the damage that you saw after the two thousand and eight uh, recession. Right now, median incomes in the U.S. are roughly equivalent to what they were in the mid nineteen nineties. They rose uh, going up to the financial crisis. They took a huge hit in the financial crisis, and we're back to where we were in the mid nineteen nineties. It's like the financial crisis wiped out twenty years of 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 of, uh, of income income games, and you really that's 
the frustration that you see in the American middle class. And that's the frustration that you see playing out in politics. The other issue we have at play is this idea of long-term unemployment. The recovery of long-term unemployment is stalling. So I think that's people who've been employed for 27 weeks or more. There was a, a steady drop in that from its, its peak during the recession down to about, I believe it's about 2 million in the last year. But we haven't really seen much of a drop since then. And in fact, in February, the number of long-term unemployed actually rose by roughly 76,000 people. And and that is uh, in the wrong direction, obviously. There's there's a million more people who are now long-term unemployed in America, and that is people who have been out of jobs for six months uh, or more than there were before the crisis. And those million people, that gap is something that we really need to watch carefully. I mean, that if you think about it, these are really the, the kind of the hardest case, some of the hardest cases along with the marginally attached and those other broader measures that we talked about, some of the harder cases that you, that you need to address if you really want to get the economy back up and running and healthy. So the last thing, Sean, that I would want to talk to you about is how this is playing out or how some of the candidates running for the White House, how they're sort of using some of this underlying data to their advantage. You've got on one side Donald Trump, the Republican frontrunner. He's got an economic policy that you know it largely hangs, like you said, on cutting taxes and protectionist promises uh, when it comes to, to trade and tariffs. Uh, and then you've got on the other side, you know, Bernie Sanders, who's also appealing to uh, this group of underemployed and, and Hillary Clinton as well. What do you make of this? So look, I mean, and we're going to see Hillary Clinton talking about jobs and 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 the need to get the manufacturing sector going again later today in in Detroit. This is absolutely the economic theme of this year, and that's sort of anger in a real important or a significant part of the, the the population over the direction of the economy. You really need to only look at the different fortunes of different people in terms of their education level. If you did not complete high school in January, your unemployment rate was eight point six percent. Right. If you graduated from college, if you graduated from university, it was two point six percent. That's a third of the level. And that's just a, a, a real tale of two economies here. It, 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 we really are in a place in the, in the U.S. economy today where skills matter and education matters. Uh, if you go to college, uh, if you join the workforce after that, you are likely to have a very different life than if you don't. And that has left a significant portion of, of the U.S. labor force behind. And it's that – and that is you – know, we're talking about in many cases older White men who have been uh, who who grew up in, in in manufacturing jobs and 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 those manufacturing jobs then headed off to China and Mexico in the last twenty years uh, and they were kind of had the the seat pulled out from uh, uh, from behind them and they're just kind of left and baffled uh, with the U.S. economy that, that 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 they see before them and someone like Donald Trump or someone like Bernie Sanders uh, can really appeal to that. Well, Sean, I really appreciate your time today. And you can read the full piece, Sean's full piece on economic anger in the U.S. and more on the February jobs report at FT.com. Thanks, Sean. Thanks for having me. The latest episode of The Next Five podcast is all about AI and the business travel sector. I speak to Tim LaBelle, head of product for SAP Concur Spend Solutions. We'll have so much data that our travel will be safer. Shelley Fletcher-Bryan, VP of Advito. AI can certainly contribute to more eco-friendly travel practices. And author and public speaker Theo Lau. AI can help us predict when it will be a peak travel, more delays, cancelled flights. Listen to the full episode of The Next Five wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy.